Would you please stand for the reading of our sermon text today? Here Jesus is speaking in the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus says this. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Don't lay up for yourselves these treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. Jesus says, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Church, you cannot serve God and money. Here ends the reading of God's word. Lord Jesus, help us to understand the truths of who you are today and of the stuff that we have, uh, the stuff that's been placed in our hands. Help us to be people who seek after you first. Understanding that materialistic things, uh, they, they don't last, and we can't take, us, take them with us into eternity. But Lord, you're, you're eternal. Our soul is eternal, and other people are eternal. So help us to invest our lives into that which Christ invested his life and gave his blood for. Um, so fill, fill us today with your spirit. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. During this uh, season of Advent, we're being encouraged to worship fully, to spend less, to give more, and to love all. And last week, uh, we we were encouraged to worship fully. We learned that worship isn't something that's just isolated. Uh, to one hour a week, but as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're called to worship 24-7. We're called to worship with our whole life. In other words, our lives are to be lives that bring honor and glory to God. So worship is a God-honoring lifestyle. And this week we're going to focus on the spend less portion of the Advent Conspiracy. And, and, and my prayer is, is that we would not be sucked into the, into the consumeristic circus that Advent has become. We're so focused on materialistic things during Advent. And, and my prayer is that we would be free to back off from this materialistic glut and um, to save some money and to give uh, what is saved to dig a well for people in Chad, Africa. We, our, our church body has already dug over 180 wells in Chad, and that's amazing. But there's a lot more work to be done. And whenever these wells are dug, it gives physical health and life to people, but it also brings the light of the gospel and the witness of Christ, that Christ is alive to people. It also is a place for Christians to gather and to share the gospel and to share the truth that there is living water in Jesus Christ. So ultimately our goal with this is to glorify God, that we would worship fully, that we would spend less, give more, 
and then that we would love all. So today the sermon is titled, Spend Less. And I really believe that all of us can adjust our lives in some way to spend less. I think each and every one of us can make adjustments to spend less so that we can give more to something that has eternal significance, something that, that matters for all of eternity. But then I had to ask the question this week, why do I spend so much on things that have no eternal significance? Why do I invest so much of my life into things that will not last for eternity? Why is it that I, I invest my life into those things that, 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 moth, that the moths will eat and rust will destroy and that thieves can break in and steal? Why do I invest so much of my energy and life into those things? And I came to the realization that it's because of misplaced affections. Misplaced affections. Jesus says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. He says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Invest your life in that which counts for all of eternity. Where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. And then Jesus says this, and it's so true in verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your true treasure is, that's where your heart is going to be invested. So in other words, you're going to spend what you have. You're going to spend your resources, your money, and your time on what you love. If you love money, you can go back to the other slide, Alyssa. I'll tell you when to go to that one. If you love money, you'll spend a lot of time accumulating money. If you, if you love a certain hobby, you'll spend a lot of time and money pursuing that hobby. So you can go to the slide now. A good movie is The Big Year. I don't know if you've seen The Big Year. The Big Year is a comedy movie about three guys who set off on the ultimate birding adventure. Jack Black, Steve Martin, and Owen Wilson play these three guys who are obsessed with bird watching. These guys just love bird watching. They're in love with that. So these three guys set off to compete. They compete against each other and they travel the world to see who can spot uh, and record the, the most species of birds. So they set off on this worldwide adventure just to see birds and then to record them and the person who spots the most birds will win. But one of the characters, Owen, the guy that Owen Wilson plays, in his obsession to spot the most birds in one year, he ends up neglecting that which matters most in life. He ends up neglecting those things which really, truly matter in life. So Owen Wilson plays this guy that is so obsessed with winning the birding competition that he neglects his wife and he neglects his home. We'll go to the next slide. 
You're going to spend your resources on what you love. If you love money, you'll spend a lot of time accumulating money. If you love a certain hobby, you'll spend a lot of money on that hobby. If you love approval or attention, you'll spend a lot of money to gain approval and attention. If you love staying ahead of everyone else, you'll spend a lot of money to have a better car or a house or a boat or whatever it is that you love. And I'm not saying that the things that you spend your money on are wrong or that they aren't important. What I'm saying is this, what you spend your money on reveals your affections. So Jesus, he points us back to that which is eternal. Jesus points us to that which will last for all of eternity. You know, you can't take the earthly things with you to heaven. So we need to ask, what is eternal? We know that God is eternal. He's eternal. So invest your life in him. Don't resist him. But let him turn your affections back towards himself. You're eternal. Your soul is eternal. How sad when someone seeks out to gain the whole world, and in the pursuit of gaining the world, they lose their own soul. So your soul is eternal, and people are eternal. So turn your affections towards God. Turn your affections towards loving other people. Jesus said this, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And this is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So so God, he knows where our affection should be towards him and towards others. Misplaced affection. My prayer is, Lord, lead us to love you and lead us to love others. So why these misplaced affections? Well, Jesus tells us why. It's because we can't see clearly. We can't see clearly. We have these misplaced affections, and the reason is, is that we can't see clearly. Jesus says the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Light, But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. Sin has, has entered into our world. And we're broken by sin. And because we are a broken people, we cannot see clearly. See, I can't judge those who run after misplaced affections. I do the same thing. And that's because I am still a sinner. Forgiven? Yes. But still a sinner. And because I still retain sin, I cannot see the world and life and reality clearly. And because of that... I'm going to run after things that appear to be good and right, but in reality are found to be completely misplaced affections. So we have these misplaced affections 
Because we can't see clearly, we still retain a sinful nature. So what hope is there for us? What hope do we have in this world? Well, we we have the master who sets our affections right. We have the good master, a good God, who sets our affections right. And Jesus said in Matthew 6, 19 through 24, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Only God can set our affections right. Another slide I have is an FBI special agent. FBI special agent Robert Hansen. He tried to serve two masters. He worked as a double agent, selling classified information to the Soviet Union and then to the Russians. He sold the Russians the names of KGB agents working for the FBI. He also sold Soviet secret information, uh, Soviet, uh, the secret information regarding our nuclear defense system. He revealed to the Russians a, a secret American spy tunnel under the Kremlin. Over the years of selling this information to the Russians, he made over a million dollars from the Soviet and Russian governments. Hansen pled guilty to all counts to avoid execution. And today he's serving 15 consecutive life sentences in a supermax federal prison without the possibility of parole. Hansen proves you cannot serve two masters. It's impossible. You cannot serve two masters. Is your God money? You can't serve God and money. You see, both demand absolute loyalty, but only one is eternal. Only one lasts forever. Jesus says that the things of this earth are earthly possessions. They are the things that moth destroy and and rust corrode and where thieves break in and steal. God is eternal, and what he offers to you is eternal. Money can't be trusted. But God can be trusted. Trust in him, not in the things of this world. So how can our affections be turned towards this good master, this eternal master, this loving master who's God? Well, it's God himself. God is the one who turns our affections back towards himself. God is the one who reveals the the pointlessness of wealth. And he's the one who reveals to us the poverty of materialism. The pointlessness of wealth and the poverty of materialism. He's the one who opens our eyes to see that these things are pointless. He's the one who opens our eyes to see that only God can be trusted in this world. So only God can cause us to see things correctly. He's the one who opens our eyes to see clearly. He's the one who turns our affections away from the pursuit of serving things that moth and rust destroy and and things where thieves can break in and steal to serving God who is eternal. 
Why would God do that for, something like, for, for people like us? Why would God uh, be so gracious to us? Well, we know that he's gracious to us. He's gracious to you because he loves you. He loves you. He doesn't want you to be bound by money or materialistic pursuits. He wants you to be free of those things, to worship him fully, to be free to spend less, to be free to give more, and to be free to love all. Only God can do that. Only God can turn our hearts back to him who is the true and everlasting treasure. He loves you so much. He loves you so much that he's willing to challenge you. To challenge you to say, are your affections misplaced? And he loves you so much to say, let me turn you back to that which truly matters. So that you can see life and so that you can see the world and so that you can see reality with my eyes, not with your fallen and sinful eyes. So practically, spend less. Spend less. Again, this Advent, I encourage you to be liberated from the consumeristic circus that Advent has become. When we're, when we're consumed by this consumeristic circus, what are we teaching our kids? Or our grandkids? Or our neighbors? About Christmas? What are we teaching them? When so much is focused on consumerism. This Advent conspiracy encourages us to worship fully, spend less, give more, and love all. So in other words, we're, we're, we're being encouraged to see Advent differently and to do Advent differently. Today we focus on the spend less portion. So I have two practical Ideas, maybe three. I think I actually have three here. I think I, when I started the sermon, I had two, and then I came up with three, but I forgot to edit that part. So I have three, three practical ideas for you. Maybe, maybe commit to spending about 10% less. Commit to spending maybe about 10% less. My wife budgets for each of our kids. She has a set amount, and she spends so much on gifts for each kid. So maybe take 10% of the price you budget for each person to whom you're giving a gift and give that towards Walk for Wells. That's one idea. Uh, this is something, uh, the second one is what our wife, my wife and I are doing is, is, is make your, your couple's gifts, gifts uh, for a new well in Chad. So this year, uh, Katie and I, instead of giving gifts to each other, uh, we're going to give that money that we would spend on each other towards Walk for well. So it's a way to spend less and to give more. Uh, the third one I came up with is maybe there's an entertainment event like a, a concert or some sort of a show and, and you spend a lot of money to go, to go see this, this thing. Uh, maybe take the amount that you would spend on that and uh, don't go this year and instead use that money for Walk for Wells. Maybe you have a different idea. A more creative idea of what you can do to spend less and to give more. And then I, then I ask this question, do I have to do these things? No. You're not required to spend less. 
and give more. You won't be judged or harassed. We're not going to come knocking on your door if you don't participate. You see, you're free in Christ. You've been liberated by Jesus. You can observe Christmas in whatever way you are convinced brings glory to God and in whatever way Advent is, becomes this thing where we're loving other people. You're free in Christ. Through trusting in Jesus, you're free to worship. You're free to spend less or you're free to spend more. To give or not to give. And you're free to love in whatever way brings glory and honor to God. But, but I simply encourage you not to use your freedom in Christ as an opportunity to serve yourself. But use your freedom in Jesus as an opportunity to serve others in love. Especially during the season of Christmas. We're called to look at Jesus, God's one and only Son. Jesus who was given freely and fully for us and for our salvation. May we fix our eyes on him. And may our lives then become... May they become a reflection of his life. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Thank you that you have liberated us. We are free in you. We're free to worship fully. We're free to use the resources which you've given us in a way that that doesn't serve ourselves but serves others. Uh, We're free to give, not just of money but of, of time and of our talents, and then we have been freed by you so that we can love all people. So Lord, help us to walk in these ways. It's by your grace alone, it's by your mercy alone that we can be liberated from this world which is passing away to serve and to be committed to that which is eternal. So in Jesus' name we pray, amen.